Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Monday, and that means that your weekly car cast, your weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling. A lot coming up this week. We're going to try to touch base on as much of it as we can, if not all here on this podcast is it's basketball. We're going to tip things off this week. Louisville getting things going in the Wade Houston tip-off classic on Wednesday as a number of teams are starting to head towards the Derby City to get ready for that event. Uh, women's basketball is getting ready to start their season. We've got notes on that as well. And, and, and football season still going as the Cardinals are going to travel to Boston College this weekend for an important game against the Eagles. But, Jody, let's start with basketball. Wait, 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 wait. Let's cancel. We're going to cancel the podcast. No, we're not going to cancel the podcast. No, let's cancel the podcast. Let's no, let's do cancel the podcast. We're back and forth. It's 2020. We're not sure what we're going to do. So, yeah, yeah let's, let's, start with, let's start with basketball, where the women have already had their two of their five non-conference games canceled. The men have already had one game switched. We knew that a while back at Southern Illinois – uh, on quarantine and out of the uh, of the uh, Wade Houston tip-off, and Seton Hall expected to get out of quarantine today, so they're expected to return to practice either today or tomorrow, and they play Louisville on Friday at four o'clock. So not a, a lot of uh, practice time uh, for the Pirates and uh, and Kevin Willard. It's 2020, Michael, and quite honestly, by the time we finish this podcast, all of that could change. It really could, you know, and that's that's kind of the thing. And we, we've got it, obviously a sense of it from the football season. We've seen multiple postponements from across the country. Certain conferences are having game schedules and are, are canceled, I should say. You know, and I think that's just kind of a warm up, really, to what we may see with basketball is what, what we're seeing already. Uh, there's going to have to be some serious flexibility. There's going to be changing of opponents, I expect, throughout the year. Um, you know, is you know, things are a little bit different when you're talking about an indoor sport with fewer people on the roster. You know, so the opportunity or the chances that games could get postponed or canceled seriously uh, increase. So, um, you know, things are certainly going to be a little up and down uh, throughout this season. But, you know, Jody, I know if you're anything like me and you know, most people across the country that enjoy college basketball, regardless of how odd this season may be, pretty excited to get it going on Wednesday. Nothing is going to be stranger than sitting in my hotel room and seeing that <laughs> scroll across the thing that the NCAA tournament has been canceled. Yeah. I was still in Greensboro, and that was the strangest thing that will ever happen to me in my sporting life, uh, in, in the world that we live in. And I don't care what anybody says or does. It won't get any crazier than that. Now, with that said, I do think that this is uh, th- that this is going to be crazy. And I do. And I and I believe that, look. You have to understand, and people, and we see it just on the boards, but in on social media, but on in radio and in TV and everywhere in life, you have to understand that this is going to happen, okay? It, it's going to happen. We're going to tweet every time there's a change made, but it's not going to be one of those things where you don't expect it to happen. Louisville uh, has five games scheduled from Wednesday to November 25th, which is two days from now, 
until December 4th, that Friday, December 4th. They have five games scheduled within that time. It would not shock me at all if one of those if one of those is still um, going to uh, if one of those games still is a different opponent or a different time or something like that. I mean, yeah. heck, within the whole thing of uh, well, it's not all called the Wade Houston Tip Off Classic. So, so within the whole thing of this bubble MTE that Louisville's having, uh, including the couple games in the Wade Houston Tip Off Classic. There, there was a change yesterday, you know, and Western Kentucky was supposed to play on Saturday night. It was going to be the only game on Saturday night. Well, Western Kentucky is now going to South Dakota instead of Nebraska and going to take them. A, they're, they're going to be there an extra day for the games that they're playing out there. So they had to move their game from from uh, uh, from Saturday to next Friday. So it's going to change. There's going to be things that happen and people you just have to you, you everyone has to realize that this is 2020 and this is what's going to happen. I tell you what, Jody, if this doesn't exist and maybe it does, I just haven't noticed it yet. Maybe they should do this. The odds makers, Vegas, wherever they may be, might want to start putting odds on, you know, know, Louisville's got this five game schedule and their multi-team event. What are the odds that that's that Louisville slate is not going to be adjusted one way or another? I mean, you could probably start putting some betting lines on that as well, because like you, you know, I, I would I would expect that you know either tip times are going to change or opponents might get flip flopped or or something uh, is going to happen and and, and really you, you need to go into the season. I know I'm trying to prepare myself for the season. You know we've talked about it multiple times. You know fans need to to be you know look at football again and, and use it as an example and then maybe multiply <laughs> it by a couple. Just be patient uh, and just enjoy the fact that we do have sports and and that they're trying to get the the season going so we don't have to, like we experienced last year, cancel tournaments and and things like that that just kind of rattle the whole sports landscape. So just excited, you know, that that something's happening. Well, our last thing on this, I hope you didn't. I hope you didn't bet that the Louisville schedule wouldn't change because already it's changed because there's seven, <laughs> there's seven times, there's seven games that don't have a date on the schedule. Still we're, we're two yeah, days yeah. from the season and there are seven games on Louisville schedule that don't have a date. It's either or on the either days. or. And, yeah. and that's being the flexibility that they're, that they're leaving, that they're leaving and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where you just have to kind of roll with the punches. You know, I, I, look, it's it's it, it, it. the other thing to me, a coach like Chris Mack, who has told his team, guys, we're going to worry about the we're going to we're going to worry about the day. We're not going to worry about what is down the road. We're not going to worry about what might happen in that day. We're going to worry about winning that day. OK, and, and I think that that to me is going to help a team and not get them all stressed out. There are there are coaches out there that are stress balls. A lot of them are. Most coaches oh. are. Okay? If you act like a stress ball with your team throughout this whole thing, your team's going to be a stress ball when they get on the floor because there's going to be changes. There's going to be things that happen, and you know that it is. So just go roll with the punches, go with the flow, and uh, and and hope you get you know 20 games in. I mean, that's the, the bottom line. You got to hope you got to get the minimum games in to make the NCAA tournament because a lot of teams aren't going to do that. Yeah. And the NCAA tournament, that's going to be a little different this year as well. That's probably a whole nother topic for a a podcast that we'll have in the future. But you you talk about Chris Mack, you know, and, and, and stress and, you know, I don't know how he can't be somewhat stressed, especially with all the injuries that, you know, that's been well-documented 
obviously, you know, two key players and Malik Williams and, and Charles Midland out for, for quite a while as the season is about to get going, you know, as well as some other guys that are dinged up. I mean, Samuel Williamson's dinged up. We've heard Jalen Williams uh, withers is dinged up, you know, so uh, it's going to be curious to see what this, this lineup looks like on Wednesday and who's able to play what kind of minutes and, and how they move around on the floor. Thankfully, it sounded like that, you know, some of those guys like Sam and, and Jalen are going to bounce back ready for the opener. Um, but it, 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 this isn't certainly with the, the team that we thought we were going to see due to injuries that, than we thought maybe, you know, a couple of weeks ago. No, and I, I do think we'll see Jalen and I do think we'll see Samuel. I don't think we'll see Josh Nickelberry uh, for another, you know, maybe maybe by the end of the uh, the MTE. Um, I think we will we will see him. Um, you know, he's not been out there. Um, the, you know, I, I, here's the deal. Carleek and David have to be the two best players on the floor when Louisville plays right now. Uh, because of the other things that have, that have happened. You're going to get some good things out of Samuel. You're definitely going to get some good things out of some other guys. Um, you know, Dre Davis has been really good still in practice and, and a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of excitement for him. Um, I've heard some good things uh, about what J.J. Trainer has done uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. So that is a very good, uh, uh, that's a very good deal moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it is a um, it is one of those while we're talking um, Tennessee just suspended all team activities for basketball. So see there you have it. By the we, we you told go. you by the end yeah. by the end there would be other uh, there would be other teams doing the same you know all this kind of stuff. So it's going to happen all the time. Um, yeah. So I think here's here's the here's the thing, Michael. This is a team that is going to be the the. the, the David and Carleek are, are the two best players on the team, and they're going to have to play at a high level. When games what they don't, one of those two guys or, um, you know, both of them, I mean, that, hopefully that doesn't happen, that don't play at a high level, then you're, it's going to be a struggle. It's definitely going to be a struggle. But there's enough other good, talented players and good complement players um, that, it, that it should be um, – that that it should be a uh, it, it should be a season that Louisville can get through as far as the injuries are concerned. Um, the one that the, the biggest issue is that Malik being out defensively just really hurts what Chris wants to do, and that's to me yeah. that's a bigger issue. I'm not worried about scoring points. Yeah, sure. There's going to be games that you know they don't. This team's not going to be as good of a shooting team as they were last year. Obviously, losing two shooters like you did, you know, a couple shooters like you did with Ryan and Jordan. But this team's going to score. I, I think for me, the whole deal. Um, I, I think for me, the whole deal is is when you get down to it um, defensively, they're going to have to find somebody that can direct traffic out there. Yeah, I agree. You know, and there, you know, that's certainly going to be a question mark at least early on in the season, and probably will continue that way for quite a while without Malik down there. You know, putting up that defensive front when you get near the basket. But yeah, I want to go back to Carleek Jones. I mean, here's a kid, Jody. I don't. You talk about somebody coming in, a new face on your roster. He has to have some of the highest expectations that I've ever seen. You know, in a while for a newcomer on on Louisville's roster. I mean, here's a kid that's coming in. Yes, he's you know well seasoned. He's a graduate transfer and he's put up some big numbers uh, at his previous stop at Radford, which certainly is not the ACC. You know, but here's a kid who's been listed amongst you know depending on where you're looking amongst the top ten players players in the country. Uh, you know, one of the top newcomers in the ACC. I mean, third team All American 
uh, you know, so this guy's got a lot resting on his shoulders, you know, and every time that we've talked to him, he seems to be enjoying the moment. He's got, he carries confidence like, you know, like you would hope somebody like that does, you know, so I'm curious to see how well he does right out of the gate because there's going to be all kinds of eyeballs on him. We know we're going to get with David and obviously you need him to take that next step. You need Samuel uh, to overcome his, his little banged up injury and take that next step as well for, for Louisville to have a lot of success, not to mention, you know, a number of guys on the roster. Uh, but really to me, it, it, you know, that bullseye is right on Carleek and, and to how much he can do, you know, not only scoring, but how much he can get others involved as well. So, you know, a lot of eyeballs are going to be on him on that opener against Evansville. A lot of eyeballs on him, and uh, and, and you can see him because he's probably going to keep that gold jersey on. He's worn that gold jersey yeah. now. He got it again this week. That's yeah. five of the seven weeks since basketball practice started. Carleek has had that gold jersey on. So you know what? It is going um, – I mean, he, he look, he's got a lot of hype. There's been a lot of good guys coming in. Uh, a, a lot of good guys coming into the program in recent years as far as grad transfers. I'm not talking about freshmen. I'm not talking about, you know, transfer. I'm talking about the grad transfers that we know from the start um, with Trey and Damian all the way through, uh, you know, you know, CC and Tony Hicks and, and guys uh, who came who came through and, 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 and really played at a high level for Louisville. He is the the guy that's drawn the most praise, in my opinion. I think he's the guy um, that when you look at it, um, is probably the most anticipated newcomer, uh, yeah. non-freshman newcomer in, in, in probably ever at Louisville. I mean, because there they obviously hadn't been uh, a, a ton of newcomer kind of things, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I really do. I think he is a, he is that he's really kind of taken that lead as far as a leader he, he got a team captain. He earned that honor from his teammates. Um, I know David Johnson, who is the, you know, arguably, I mean, I, I hate to say this because Carleek is so good. I just don't know what the NBA thinks of him because, you know, he hadn't been around. So it's kind of hard to figure out kind of what the NBA scouts think of him. I know what they think of David and, and, and his future. And, you know, David's the, David's the guy who has the, um, you know, potentially, in my opinion, the best outlook for the NBA down the road uh, at some point. And, and even he is, is looking up to, to Carleek. And that, that's yeah. to me, that tells you something about Carleek's personality and something about his ability and something about, um, you know, his drive. And, uh, and he wants to prove this on a high level. And, and I think he will this year. Um, I think David's going to have a great season. We'll do more of a basketball preview. Uh, coming up a little later in the week, but I think David's gonna uh, uh, gonna be a great one. Um, I, I think um, when you really look at the way um, this team is built, I keep going back to defense. That's gonna be the big key and and, and rebounding. Look, um, you know we didn't think Gabe Wisnitzer uh, was gonna have to play. Um, he he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play some yeah. minutes. Uh, JJ Trainer's going to have to get in there and play some minutes. Um, Aiden Gahan is going to have to do something. I mean, I, I you know, um, it, it's it's been it, it's been kind of quiet again as far as what we've heard about Aiden uh, at practice and uh, and, and that kind of thing. I, you know, I I had heard he had a couple good practices a couple weeks ago in a row. Uh, then kind of reverted back to inconsistency and then had a couple good more. It's more of anything with Aiden. 
it's sustaining it for a long period of time. You know, he gets, he still gets winded. He still gets tired. He still gets inconsistent and, and he can't do that. Um, and, and Quinn Slezinski is going to have to be uh, a factor this year as well. I mean, he is a big body, six, eight, two twenty ish. Um, you know, he's a, he's a kid that can, that can do some banging down there. He's a strong kid. Um, but, but he can do some banging Wisnitzer, six eleven, two forty, uh, and Aiden, six ten, two forty five. Those are the guys that are going to have to pick up some slack here, uh, especially, uh, until, uh, until Malik gets back. Yeah. I was going to say, let's not forget Quinn. I mean, he, he obviously got you know, some decent minutes, a little bit of experience last year as, as a true freshman, certainly amongst that group that needs to take that next step. And as you mentioned, he's a, a bigger body. And I think uh, somebody that actually could surprise a little bit this year. And then obviously we've talked plenty about Jalen Withers, you know, and, and the progress that he's made. And I'm curious to see because they've, they've kind of, you know, he's talked about it. Chris Mack has talked about it. His other teammates have talked about how his athleticism, his, in his speed uh, down low really can create some mismatch, you know, and, and, on both ends of the floor. So they're certainly going to need to, you know, need him to, you know, create a little havoc in the paint as well, you know, getting some offensive rebounds as well. Um, so I'm curious to see how far along his progress has come as well. But uh, yeah, certainly when you look at him down low, there's a, uh, a lot of question marks. I mean, there, there's no way to paint around uh, the loss uh, of someone like Malik Williams. I mean, obviously significant veteran, you know, very talented at both ends of the floor. So overcoming him is, certainly going to be a big struggle and you know and hopefully he will continue to make a speedy recovery and can contribute later on down in the season but at the, you know to this point though you know the team's really got to you know find ways to overcome that yep all right uh, women's basketball the, the opener's already been canceled it was supposed to be middle tennessee on on wednesday the bellerman game at home uh on december 6 has been canceled uh, they open now or scheduled to open now Saturday, two o'clock at Cincinnati. Jeff Wall's looking for a game for Wednesday. I would imagine he'll play uh, anytime this week. If uh, if you if you know if you got a team you want to go call up and play them, I think I would imagine you you could get a hold of them. Um, but look, they're they're gonna um, I, you know it's gonna be the same on women's basketball. But let me just tell you, the women's team is absolutely loaded. I mean, they are just ridiculously loaded and it's it's kind of crazy how um how good they are um and how much uh talent that jeff walls has on this team um i've heard like seven different combinations of a starting lineup um (laughs) actually let, let me take that back i have legitimately heard five different combinations of a starting lineup and not one of the five combinations had Nia Green, who's a former McDonald's All-American and for a long time was the number one player in the class of 2019 in that lineup. And that's not to say she's doing bad, poorly. I, it's just the way combinations are and to have a couple of them out on the floor. I think Norika Kono is another one. Norika is going to be a great player for them this year. She's back healthy and, and going to do a lot. I, I just don't think those the combinations out there that you throw out there, I don't think you see them like in the, in the starting lineup. I, I just, I'm, 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 you know, I, I think you've got so many combinations. It's crazy. I mean, it really, uh, it really is. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do. And uh, I just hope that they can get some of this, uh, some of this year in and, uh, and, and play uh, with everything that's going on and, and all the things that are going to be canceled. So. 
Yeah, you know, it, Jeff's got one of these teams. You know, a lot of times when you know you, the game's been going on for five, ten minutes or so, and the head coaches start to turn to their bench and to bring in reserves, a lot of times the opponent, you know, might say, okay, maybe I can take a little breather here, or you know, or you know, I could take my star out and let them rest up. That's not going to be the case when you're facing Louisville. I mean, it's basically starters coming in to replace starters, um, as you pointed out, with the different uh, different combinations that can be going on. You know, the way we spoke about Carleek and high expectations for a newcomer. I mean, Haley Van Leith, you know, freshman, the you know, the, the talent, the McDonald's All-American out of Washington. You know, just like you know Carleek, huge expectations. The the good thing for her is she doesn't have to carry the weight on her shoulders like Carleek does on the men's side. But you know, here she is, hasn't dribbled a, a ball yet in a game for the Cardinals and. You know, she's already, you know, on a lot of these national watch lists for top players at her position. So really looking forward to seeing uh, what she can do as well. But obviously Dana Evans is, is the glue for this team. And, you know, she should probably have, you know, another one of these All-American seasons for the Cardinals. Yeah. And, and don't be surprised if Haley Van Lith doesn't start all uh, every game. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure she will. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting, uh, just how um, he handles this whole thing with you know, starting lineups and, and it doesn't matter to Jeff Walls who starts. It matters who finishes the game. I can yeah. guarantee you Haley Van List going to be in there at times when she when he when she finishes the games. He also knows. I mean, you and, and it's just the bottom line. And it's it's that way with all sports. You know, the players that need to start and the players that don't matter if they start or not. You know what I mean? Like, you. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's just the way. You know that's just the way it is, um, as far as uh, a, 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 as a coach goes. Um, I mean, you you some kids need to start, and some kids uh, some kids are like, yeah, we're not we're not going to start. So all right, so here here's here's the thing with uh, uh, bottom line. Last thing with with women's basketball, they're going to win a ton of games when they play, but it's also going to be interesting. Um, it, it's also going to be interesting to see how they maneuver through this this year. Um, because, um, most women's basketball teams, um, don't travel like the men do. Um, most women's basketball teams, um, do go commercial. I'm not sure what, I mean, I know Louisville in the past for the most part has, but they do, they have had some, uh, some charter flights and some different things. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many, um, will, will drive. I, I mean, I think the yeah. Louisville... I think the same holds for for men's basketball and the same held true for football, although none of the football trips are really I mean, the one the one would have been uh, Notre Dame. And it was just, you know, that's a that's a tough drive. Um, And and so I don't I think they just didn't want to do that. So they went ahead and and, and did the flight. Um, But I'll be interested to see how how many women's basketball teams uh, travel like they normally do. All right. With football, uh, Marshawn Ford's back. Um, that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, uh, Tutu Atwell will practice more this week. I still think he'll be limited in practice. And I think by the end of, uh, the week, he should be, you know, I would think get more reps this week, um, than, than what he did last week. Um, he looked fine when he was out there, but I know, uh, I was told he was pretty sore, uh, throughout. So, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting, uh, to see, uh, what it, what happens? This is a very good Boston College team. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly uh, one of these teams that's been rebounding throughout the year. 
um, have shown to be a little bit more challenging than many people kind of anticipated uh, coming into the season. You know, you mentioned Marshawn Ford and Tutu Atwell. You know, their uh, absence or, in Tutu's case, you know, limited role against Syracuse, you know, I think opened the door, you know, to kind of highlight, you know, some of the future of Louisville. We saw Dwayne Martin uh, play really well uh, against the Orange, had a fantastic catch. Uh, had ended up with a with a pair of catches, and Jordan Watkins had a little bit more uh, of an opportunity to shine his abilities against Syracuse as well. So I'm curious to see how those two uh, continue to play into the game plan for Scott Satterfield and the offense as they do get ready to face uh, the Eagles. But um, you know, I thought that was one of the positives from this last uh, outing. You know, you know, and, and you got to tip your hat. Um, Syracuse certainly not Notre Dame, certainly not Clemson, uh, but a 30 to nothing win. You whenever the whenever you pitch a shutout, that is certainly uh, an accomplishment, and then the defense, you know, rightfully, we're able to to celebrate that in the locker room, and and hopefully that becomes a springboard for continued uh, impressive play. You know, and that's kind of Jody a storyline that maybe you know has kind of disappeared a little bit or hadn't gotten as much attention, I should say, as it probably should have have uh, this season is the progression this defense has played. It really kind of started uh, at Notre Dame. Um, and it's continued. I mean, you look at them at this point in the season, they're in the you know, top 50 in, in total defense nationally. So you really got to tip your hat to the job Brian Brown's been doing. But uh, curious to see, though, how this last game against Syracuse translates into uh, you know, what the effort will be like, what the performance will be like against Boston College on Saturday. Yeah, to- total defense, they rank 37. Rushing defense, 87. Passing yards allowed. They rank ninth in the country. So, um, again, in scoring defense, 48. So, again, they still need to improve, and they'll be the first Mm -hmm. to tell you. I mean, there were some – there was some, the, I guess the thing, the thing I go back and and, and talk about, and, and we, and we've said this several times, unlike early in the year, there's not those blown, just blown coverages. There's not guys running wide open. Um, I think that's a big thing that they've done. Um, and they've also shored up, um, you know, while the running game is still not the, the running rush defense is still not great. 184.9. Think about what those teams early in the year did and how much yardage that they gave up, um, you know, early in the year. So really from the Notre Dame game on um, in Virginia Tech, it, it's obviously they gave up a ton of points, but they were missing nine guys that yeah, day. So yeah. you, you assume that that was the one game that they were going to give up a lot of points. I mean, heck, the Virginia game, a pick six and a short field. Um, or it would have been a, a lot less than, than that. So, um, so yeah, they've gotten better. I think it, that, that, that I think people, um, it, it, you got to realize two years ago, right now, this week, two years ago, Louisville was the worst defense in college football history because of the numbers that they had given up the 50 point games in a row that they had given up. And it was the week that Kentucky just went crazy uh, on them in the, in the last game of the season with Lorenzo Ward uh, being the interim coach. It, it, it was just the bottom. It was at the bottom. Um, and I think the strides that they made last year were, were good. They weren't great, but I think the strides that they've made this year uh, are even better. And, uh, and, and I do think that, uh, um, They've got a lot of young players or underclassmen and some juniors that are making enough plays um, that, that that this should stick and hold for next year. Uh, and this and I expect this defense to be even better, uh, even better next year. But to, the fact that they're right now 37th in total defense is uh, it, it, it is quite honestly uh, pretty amazing 
to me. 363.8 yards um, is what the, uh, yeah, 363.8 uh, is what they're allowing, Michael. Uh, and the team two years ago was uh, 483.5, and they were 122 out of 126 is what they were. That's uh, yeah. out of 127. That That's that's crazy to think about that improvement in, 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 in that amount of time. And there, that was coming off of a 52-point game. They gave up 52 at, in, or, uh, at home against NC State and then 56 against Kentucky after giving up 77 to Clemson, 54 against that Syracuse team that we saw the other night. Nothing, nobody should ever give up 54 uh, yeah. to them. And then 56 to Wake Forest and 38 to Boston College. So you're talking about uh, a defense that's made a lot of sh- yeah, and you know, and and cer- certainly it's it's this you could call it the Syracuse bump. Um, you know, they were 51st nationally in total defense coming into the Syracuse game. So even if you want to, you know, you, for those that might want to just discount what they did against Syracuse, they were already 51st nationally. So that shows you right there that they were making significant strides. And a couple, you know, things to to keep in mind. It's the first time that Louisville has shut out a Power Five team since beating North Carolina way back in 2004, 34 to nothing. The the 137 yards that they gave up to Syracuse the other night was the lowest they've allowed a FBS opponent uh, to gain since 2015 against when Boston College only managed 79 yards. Um, you know, so they are they are certainly making uh, improving strides. You know, and, and really I think yeah, as you pointed out, the rush defense still has a long way to go. And I think you know we could we really don't need to even talk about it too much because we know the weaknesses there up front and with size and de- the need for depth and, and things like that. And, you know, and that stuff is coming through recruiting, you know, but to, I think when you look on the back end though, the addition of Keytrail Clark, I mean, has done a ph- phenomenal job. It's great to see him get an interception the, on Friday night, you know, amongst the, the nation's leaders in passes defense, to, you know, so uh, they're certainly again, moving in, in the right direction defensively and offensively. You know, and we've talked about this, and Scott Satterfield's talked about it. I mean, it's kind of a broken record. It comes after every game. If they were able to just, you know, just cut the turnovers in half, this is a much better uh, team than, than what we're seeing on the at least as far as win loss records go. So, um, you know, certainly a team that has a lot to still play for, a lot to still learn, a lot to still overcome, but certainly making strides in the right direction, especially defense, offense. That you know, Malik Cunningham. I mean, there's no way to 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 dance around it certainly needs to figure out a way quit giving the ball away. I mean, if he's able to do that, you know, then not so many people are upset with where Louisville is at this point. I don't think. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think, it, I think the turnovers are the biggest thing. So, Hey, one quick note, um, Keytrail Clark, um, co-defensive co-defensive, uh, back of the week. Uh, he's been a huge addition to the team. Um, and I thought last week the uh, the running backs, Jalen Mitchell and uh, Maurice Berkeley, along with mm-hmm. uh, a healthy and, and ready to go Hassan Hall, even though he looked like he needed to get a little rust off. He made a yeah, couple cuts rusty. And, 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 and kind of slipped a little bit. So. Um, so, yeah, he just uh, the, those those guys played really, really well. Uh, and I think they'll have to do the same. Uh, this week. All right, we'll get to a pod, we'll get to a game day podcast later on in the week. We'll break down the game more and we'll have a, uh, a kind of a preview of the uh, basketball season or a little talk about the basketball season. Some uh, some videos that we'll do and we'll have all kinds of other good stuff this week. It's a busy week at CardinalAuthority.com. This has been your weekly edition of the Cardscast, the podcast for CardinalAuthority.com. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. We will see you next week. 
was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount+, Plus to try it free. Terms apply.